this is Scott Mueller, one of the third-year residents for the Emergency Residency Program at St. Mary Mercy Hospital. This is our weekly case cast. I'm here with Dr. Paz, one of our attendings. Hello, Dr. Paz. Hello, thanks for having me. Uh, so today in lecture, we are talking about some altered mental status cases regarding cardiology, toxicology. Um, are there any presentations that come to your mind regarding altered mental status, any interesting cases? Yes, there's one that particularly um, comes to mind that I had several years ago, and um, it was an interesting case. It was a young kid sent in by EMS from the dental office, and we rarely have patients come to the ER from their dentists. So this patient presented, um, the dentist was very worried and upset and actually called um, because the patient was having a dental procedure done in the office and was receiving nitrous oxide and then suddenly had a headache and was acting confused. Okay. How old was the patient? He was young. He was like maybe four or six years old. He was a young kid and I think that they had to give him the nitrous just to help calm him down for the procedure. Okay. So. If you were thinking a little bit older, like college age, maybe you think meningitis. Was this a meningitis case? Right. No, that was initially my thought when we got the call as well. I was thinking, oh my gosh, you know, altered. But it sounded kind of acute, so I was thinking bad things. You know, I'm thinking we're going to probably have to CT this kid. But as we were taking the call, um, I was thinking, you know, could this be an AVM? Could this be, you know, what is going on? And so when the kid arrived, he actually didn't look so bad when he first came in. Okay, so did you end up CT'ing him? I did, and so we CT'd him because uh, he kept complaining of the headache and was just kind of more like just off from what the parents said. And then uh, I received a phone call from the radiologist shortly after, and he was just kind of scratching his head saying, what were you thinking with this kid? And I said, why, what did you find? Did you see a bleed or an AVM? What did you see? And he said, shockingly, there's air. He has pneumocephalus and he had air in his brain on the CC. So he was an airhead, basically. So, something, <laughs> something you don't see too often. So yeah, so I was very surprised. And so then he was luckily improving in the ED. He was slowly improving, but still just a little off. And so talking to it, you know, it was high flow nitrous um, oxide and they were doing a procedure. So somehow this child ended up having an air embolus um, it, was it a combination with the high flow, the nitrous? Was it, and he was somewhat upright. So I ended up having to do some reading on this because I had never seen anything like that. That was the last thing I would have expected on the CT. And so there were some cases where people who, you know, if they're upright, mostly brain surgery cases that they can have air embolus. Um, so they don't recommend doing that. And if there's like a communication with that and the nitrous may be worse than things. So we ended up, um, I ended up, of course, transferring the patient because we did not have pediatric capability and transferred it to a, a facility that had hyperbaric therapy as an option, although he was looking a lot better and didn't have any neuro deficits. But researching that, you know, it's quite concerning. Some people can have neuro deficits. And then air embolus is something that in our practice we always have to consider doing even procedures, right? Yeah, so interesting. So. The patient came with a headache, but no other neurological signs. Just confusion in the headache. Okay. Wow. Thankfully, not a deficit, because they can present almost like a stroke, like because the air actually can act as like an occlusion, can can kind of occlude a vessel, a small vessel, and can act like a stroke. Okay. So how did the patient end up doing long term? 
I believe they did okay. I didn't follow them long term because unfortunately when we transferred, we transferred to an outside facility that we can't follow the patient. And so I believe they did okay. They luckily were doing okay in the ED and I never found out if they did hyperbaric therapy or not. So it's always been in the back of my mind, whatever. Yeah, interesting. You know, when I think of air embolus, I think of uh, central line complications or diving complications. So exactly. Two exactly. things that you wouldn't suspect in a pretty healthy four-year-old kid. Mm -hmm. But it does make us think about that, you know, with these kind of cases, when you're doing your lines, just make sure you are careful with that. And sometimes people will talk about putting patients in Trendelenburg position to avoid that. Um, but it's just something to keep in the back of our mind as ED physicians that complications with things. I'm sure this dentist, that's the last thing he expected when he was starting his day. Okay. Well, that's all the time we have for today. So all right. Thank well, you, Dr. Paz. Thank you, Dr. Miller. Thank you.